Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Do I have pizza in my teeth? Is it in? No, it's fine. Yeah, it's looking fine. good. Looking good. Because, you know, right before this, I have some pizza. And here's the question. Tim, mm-hmm. I know this is a big review, a big episode of the Games cast, a big chance for us to bring in new listeners and viewers who don't care about us usually. It's a well-known thing at Kind of Funny. Your favorite pizza in San Francisco is Senores. Mm-hmm. Did they ever do an ad commercial where they were like, when no. the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Senores. Hey, no, everybody, but... it's me, Mr. Senore, and I think you should come eat at Senores down on whatever, 19th and Lincoln or whatever. Yeah, we well, did and... sing that a lot. There was no Goodbye commercial. Goodbye, new listeners. Goodbye, yeah. new listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Love you. That voice you hear is the Nitro Rifle himself, Andy Cortez. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Christmas in June. Joey Noel. Hello. Of course, we got the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Think about how many people made a decision in the first two minutes of this episode where they were like, okay, cool. I want to learn more about the new Ratchet and Clank game. And they, they heard uh, Greg go through his rant and they're like, no, the same for me. I'm going to go listen to Skill Up and talk about how he feels about the game. I don't need these kind of funny fools. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, despite all of that, we are fortunate enough to have the best voice in the business, Paris Lily, joining us for this review as well. Thank you for adding some quality to this content, Paris. Well... I'm not sure if I'm going to add quality because originally I had a joke queued up about the quest for booty since we're talking about mm-hmm. Reginald Clank. And uh, I'm just going to skip it and just say quest for booty. <laughs> that's all you need. That's, that's the level of quality we're at here, everybody, because this is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. If you like that, you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. If you want the podcast version, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free with the exclusive post show, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like our Patreon producers, Donovan in Harkness, Omega 3, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, and Elliot have done. Thank you all so very, very much. Today, we are brought to you by Purple, Upstart, and Candid, but I'll tell you about that later because for now, I want to talk to you about something that was provided by PlayStation. Thank you very much, PlayStation, for sending us so many codes, all of us able to play Ratchets and Clank Ripped Apart on the PlayStation 5 computer entertainment system. This is our full review. We're going to start it by going around the group, talking about our history with the Ratchet & Clank franchise and how much we have played of Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Blessing Adeoye Jr., let's start with Mm. you. Yeah, I I really, really like Ratchet & Clank, uh, the series. I started with the first Ratchet & Clank on the PS2, and I've hopped in pretty much randomly into the franchise. I've not played every single Ratchet & Clank game, especially the PS3 ones. I've not touched the PS3 PS3 ones, and I still want to go back and do that at some point. Um, But yeah, I've played some of the PS2 ones. I've played the Ratchet & Clank remake. I really like all of the games. Uh, And then what was the last question about uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart? And how how much have you played of it, and what's your status with it? I've beaten it. it. Uh, I've beaten it. I've done uh, some of the side stuff as well. I don't think I've 100%ed the game yet, uh, but I'm on my way to doing that. Greg Miller, PlayStation fanboy number one. What's your history with Ratchet and Clank? Uh, it's scattered. You know, uh, the one and only Janet Garcia, uh, contributor over here with us in MinMax, she tweeted, you know, t- today, I think, as we record this about like, oh, man, yeah, you know, you're either a Jack fan or a Ratchet fan. And that was really the line in the sand. And so for the PS2 era, I was unabashedly a Jack and Daxter fanboy. Yeah, baby. So I... Thank you very much, Barry Courtney. Uh, I tinkered with Ratchet here and there. Like, I remember playing those games. Obviously, I remember loving the con- uh, the uh, commercials and stuff like that. 
But I remember doing the original. I remember doing Going Commando, and then it's bouncing around. But then, really, I remember obviously starting at IGN in 2007, right? And that really obviously became my job. That was what size matters. And then on top of that, Secret Agent Clank. And then we get into these weird, the weird ones of yeah, Quest for Booty. You know, the downloadable one only. Uh, and then you got All for One, and you know, so on and so forth. I would say from 2007, I played at least some of all of them. But Ratchet and Clank was always one of those games. I think that. I jumped into, fooled around for a while, and inevitably would move on to something else. I appreciated it. I liked it. I really dug a crack in time. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't something that was like a staple for me. Uh, what so about? Then, uh, right, yeah, to answer your next part of the question, uh, then for the new one, Rift Apart, right? Uh, I have platinum this game. Uh, I played a lot of this Ooh. game, and I platinum <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Andy Cortez. Uh, my history with Ratchet and Clank is like my history with a lot of games. I rented them as kids, as a kid. I never like bought the game, never fully beat any of them. Rented them a couple of times. Um, as you all know, I owned maybe eight games in my lifetime. <laughs> I just rented <laughs> a shitload from the local Hollywood video. Um, and uh, over the last week and a half, I finally got my, I had finally beaten the 2016 version, PS4 version. Of Ratchet and Clank, uh, beat that on PS5, 60 frames, really fun, cool, pretty game. So now I kind of, I kind of got prepped to know at least who some of the people are in this uh, in Rift Apart. And as far as Rift Apart goes, I, I fucking marathon that shit over, <laughs> over the last like 36 hours um, and shit. fully beat it. Mm. Nice. Well, how long did it take you though? Um. About like maybe 15 hours. I started like at two in the morning Saturday night, played until like six in the morning. And then I woke up like at 1130 a.m. and then played last night until like midnight. Oh, damn. Yeah. Joey, what about you? Uh, <clears throat> so I played a little bit of the 2016 game when it first came out. Never finished it then. Then when the boys were going back to replay it on PS I Love You, I had already started to replay. So I made it all the way to like the last boss fight, which is also where I made it to this time where I'm just like, oh, this is hard and not as fun anymore. And then I stopped. <laughs> but now that I know that I'm on the last boss fight for this one, I might actually go back and do it because I felt less defeated by this one like i know what i need to do and it's just figuring out the right combination of things so i'm close mr paris lily what about you yeah for me i started with uh, tools of destruction on playstation 3 quest for booty and then uh i did crack in time and the 2016 uh version on a uh, playstation 4 and as far as rift apart a little similar to Andy. Um, I, I was unable to play last week. So when I got back home on Friday, I just marathoned this thing over the weekend. And I uh, actually rolled credits like an hour before we started uh, <laughs> recording this. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's pretty much my history with Ratchet. Yeah, I've been a Ratchet fanboy since day one. I remember I bought the game, the first one on PS2, the day it came out, just like by fluke, because I was at Blockbuster and it was $40 and I saw it just there and they had, were just putting it in. I was like, I like my mascot characters. I'm probably going to like this game. And oh my God, I fell in love with it. And since then, I've 100%ed or nearly 100%ed every single game. The only one I haven't played is uh, Secret Agent Clank on, 
on PSP, PSP. Greg. I don't, know, I don't know if you could recommend that one or you not. You can go watch my review on IGN.com. I don't think you're missing much, sadly. Great okay. idea, a little underbaked. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I love the PS2 games so much, but really the PS3 ones are where my heart is the the most, where uh, both uh, Tools of Destruction, especially Crack in Time, uh, mm-hmm. with Quest for mm-hmm. Booty kind of just has that fun little interlude between right. them. Yeah. I, I love them so much, and I remember just going in and fully uh, decking out every single weapon, getting it to the top levels, all the stat boosts, like all that stuff. Like It was just such a fun grindy game where i don't think that there was platinums back then but i would have got platinums for for whatever i did there and i can tell you now with rift apart i not only platinumed it i hundred percented the fucking hell out of this game there's so much to <laughs> do yeah. and i so did much every do. single thing i have every single weapon all the way upgraded i have every single bolt i have every single all the stuff uh and i beat the game fully twice once uh in wow. performance mode and once in on the new game the challenge plus, uh, challenge mode it's what they call new game plus uh with so the, you hate it with the RT performance mode. Uh, I very much do not hate this game. I enjoy it <laughs> enjoy it quite a bit, and I'm very excited to talk to you guys about it. But Greg, let's start with you. What did you think about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? I adored it. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I think that, it, I mean, it's my favorite Ratchet and Clank uh, to date. Uh, again, I've, I'd say I've played and finished, you know, scattered uh, throughout. And I think the early ones all run together for me. And then when you start getting to actually IGN and like, cracking time i remember and then obviously we just did uh, the book club for 2016 uh this game succeeds i think on every level that i want a ration clank to succeed on there's a few things it misses on but most of the time they're not mandatory so it wasn't the end of the world for me i think the weapons are ingenious i think uh the game is gorgeous and i didn't even play it in the 60 frames uh, mode that got past shit after i'd already platinumed it and i know you guys have experience with it but the one I, the thing i kept marveling at is that Every time I wasn't playing and I'd be watching a cutscene, no matter what was happening, I was like, if I screenshotted this right now, I'd put this up as a background for my wallpaper on a computer. Like, I thought the game looks that good. And granted, that's a cutscene, but I'm talking about cinematography of it, the way it's shot, the way the characters are in the world, let alone the game itself being gorgeous and playing so well and being so tight. Um, and then I was so into the story this time around. Uh, you know, it's something I usually really like. For, for, I, I like in my games. And I think for so many times, Ratchet and Clank, not that it's hit or miss, but it's more like uh, on the side. And it still is here, but the rivet or ratchet gameplay of it and going through really gave uh, interesting reasons to be playing. I thought, you know, rivet and a couple of the other uh, d- dimension characters from hers outclassed the ratchet and clank dimension we're used to in, in terms of me wanting to know more about them and their motivations and what was going on with them. I set a ball with it. Blessing. Yeah, I, I think the game's fantastic. I had such a really good time with it. I think us playing Ratchet and Clank 2016 only a few months before playing this game has done such a good uh, a good thing because I can compare them uh, almost side by side in my mind. And uh, this game feels like it, it, it takes all the right lessons from 2016 and builds on anything that might have been something that we would have critique for. You know, I think the story is is way more involved in this one. I think the combat feels way more quicker and even more involved in this one as well. The environments are bigger that you fight in and adding the rocket boots. The rocket boots for me are the, are the best addition for me in this game because they let you get from point A to point B way quicker. They make combat way faster, way more smooth, give you way more uh, uh, a variety in terms of how you get around. But then you also have things like the rifts that help you get around as well. And then also that that along with the uh, points that you swing from uh, in the environments. I think the combat feels uh, way better, way way more active. The guns, I think, are awesome as well. Uh, there are quite a few guns that I feel like are 
almost clone-ish in terms of the the Mr. Fungi feels just like Mr. Zarkon, but isn't necessarily as fun as Mr. Zarkon because it does the same thing, but isn't as funny with the voice lines. I think you have that here and there. Uh, and, you know, that is what it is. But overall, I do like the variety of weapons. I do like uh, uh, some of the new weapons they added. Um, I think that, that that helps the gameplay loop go through smoother. Um, that, I think, the the this again, the story is really good. I, I like Rivet as a character. I like new characters that they introduce in the story. Uh, and, yeah, overall, like... I think the thing that this game does, uh, one of the things that this game does best is be a, a showpiece for what the PlayStation 5 can do. Uh, the the visuals of this game are immaculate. Like, I'm with Greg, that any scene I could pause, and yeah, that could be my wallpaper. That's how good the game looks. Uh, it's probably one of the more impressive games that I've seen just from a very, just from a pure visual standpoint. Uh, the game is beautiful, and overall, really had a good time with it. Paris. So I'm, I'm going to start it this way, and I don't think this is the craziest thing to say, but it's just how I feel right now. This is absolutely the best game that I've played in 2021, without question. It's not even close, in my opinion. I will go as far as to say, if you look at the track record of Insomniac, the past three or four games that they put out, this feels like such a culmination of all of those efforts just put into one to where I, I would damn near say they might be the best developer in the world right now. They, they really might be. Um, obviously, that's up to, to interpretation and opinion. But everything that Greg Blessing ha has already said, I look at the visuals of this game. Like, I was able to play it in the performance RT mode. Just, I mean, it's just stunning. It is absolutely stunning. I found, like, I put out a tweet, obviously very vague, uh, before Embargo, where I said, you ever just play a game and you hit pause and you know say i love this it's this game i i yeah. got to a point where i just had to hit pause and just marvel at everything that i was doing so far in the game like you said you put in the visuals you bring in the music you you bring in the voice acting i mean rivet jennifer hale and just some of the other characters that they've introduced here are just just stand out you know like rusty pete as an example which which you know is pierre in this one in the other dimension I love that dude. I just absolutely yeah. loved him. It was <laughs> hilarious to me. Um, the, the gameplay, like you said, the variety of weapons, some of them a little samey, but overall I had just, I was just having fun. And, and that's the whole point of these things, right? You want to have fun while you're playing a game. It's like, I had to kind of rush through. So I'm excited after this to start going back and doing some of the side stuff. Like I would encounter some things like, wait, how do you get that? Then I would acquire a new building. Oh, so when I go back now, I'll be able to go get this. Things like that. I want to go do these things. Like it didn't feel like a collect-a-thon to me. It felt like something that I want. I want the, the puzzles that come in. I love the boss battles. I, again, I love the story. I think one thing Insomniac has really started to perfect here is when credits roll, I care. I care about these characters. I care about these worlds that, that mm -hmm. they're creating. And like I said, I feel like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is just a culmination of everything that they've been doing, I would say, the past five or six years. And it's it's outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Loved it. Kelly. I am hard-pressed to think about anything from the 2016 Ratchet and Clank game that wasn't improved upon in this game. I feel like any gripes I had... <clears throat> With anything, they, I think, I don't know if it's fixed or it's just like the 
technology has evolved so it's better i felt like i was way more invested in the story i still to this day could not tell you the story of the 2016 <laughs> <Ratchet and> Clank. <laughs> um but i was really invested in these stories these characters i felt way more motivated to like try out a lot of the different weapons whereas last time i felt like i had like a very small rotation of ones that i would go to this time i was like excited to try a bunch of the new ones um and just kind of change up my play style and stuff uh i i loved it like i'm sad that i'm so bad at platformers because i feel like that's the thing that gets in the way of it it's nothing that necessarily the game's doing it's just that my brain just doesn't operate like that so it's hard for me to play these games uh but they're so fun and just entertaining and like i don't know i feel like connected to these characters which is so crazy because i feel like I feel more connected to some of the new characters than I do the ones that I've played like an entire game with already. Uh, but I really liked it. Andy. Fucking shit, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> look like goddamn. you know, uh, I think this is Insomniac's best game. Wow. Top to bottom, front to back. It does. This is as good as a video game can be. I think presentation-wise, um, what it does with characters is really fun, and I actually cared about the story this time around. Just like Joe, through the 2016 version, um, I don't really, I didn't really give a shit what was happening. Right, I was having a lot of fun, granted, but here I definitely cared about the story. Um, not to say that it's this fucking crazy thing. Gr grandiose ex you know is that even a word grandiose grandiose, grandiose. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's got me tripping over my words right now um <laughs> the yeah i think just like this is such a complete experience the when i think of the things i didn't love about the spider-man games i didn't love the hacking i didn't love playing as mary jane or even the miles sections were just kind of like i just want to play as spider-man you know when i or the the original spider-man not a miles morales um but this does so many cool things when it comes to puzzles and lord knows i hate puzzles i i think there's no better thing i can say that i had just spent five hours finishing the first game saturday night and immediately popped this in two hours after i'd beaten the first game and was right back into it and could not get enough and i wanted to keep on playing and keep on playing and thought, you know, I'll just mainline it. Uh, I see these are optional. Yeah, screw that. Let me just try to beat the game and try to play as much as I can before the review. But I did those things anyway, and I wanted to keep on playing. And I think the gameplay is fantastic. Um, again, all the little small quality of life improvements that they've added. Um, I don't know if it was maybe just my controller configuration on the 2016 version, but grappling and attack ha both being on circle or I'm forgetting what was on circle, but there were so many moments where I would try to grapple to the little things in midair and I would always hit the wrong thing. And it was just a, a mess of confusion. Um, all the small things that they've done and added in here have just improved upon the formula. The gigantic big spectacle moments are all there that you expect from the God of War, Uncharted, Naughty Dog sort of sequences, right? Those big sort of moments that have you just jaw on the ground, just blown away by what's happening on your screen. And also, from a technical perspective, how is this being achieved? This is fucking bonkers that this is possible right now. Um, Dude, it's, it's a Pixar movie. 
it is literally it, uh, a Pixar movie. That's what I just played. It's it's the, incredible. Like I, I think about the giant sequence, uh, Paris and God of War, where you're fighting the the big giant, and there are those those moments where you're kind of falling through the air, and they're super cinematic. And there's several of those moments here, but the gameplay is more involved. And one thing that I also want to add on that's really neat is there are um, there are some cool gameplay moments that also lend to the character's development, which is something that I haven't seen a whole lot of. Where, um, I, I, no, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just going to stop there. But it's kind of an interesting thing where you're used to kind of just doing these mini games and small puzzles, and it feels like busy work. But in here, it's actually adding to the character growing in some way. And um, goddamn, dude, yeah, I think this is like as 10 out of 10 as a game can be. And I think I would love it way more if I was a Ratchet and Clank fan. And that, like, I think. I think it's just perfect, dude. I, I, I think, and I know I'm talking a lot. I so I'm sorry, but I think you make a great God point. God damn it, Paris. We didn't bring you on this podcast. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> no, but I think you make a great point. If you're if you're obviously if you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, instant 10 out of 10. But I think the beauty of Rift Departed, it is going Rift Apart, it is going to bring in people that are not Ratchet and Clank fans into this this IP, into this universe, because it's just that good. I don't think there, there's sure. any think- requirement to have already been a ratchet ratchet history or anything to be able to play this game and enjoy Yeah, it's a great jumping on point right and i think it's a great onboarding point and one of the things you said paris that i can't echo enough was what a joy this game is to play and i mean that from storytelling sure gameplay weapons yada 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 but i also mean it in the way that i don't agree with andy on the mini games i thought they did have their mary jane moment in here a couple times where there's one where you're you know glitch doing getting rid of some viruses and another bunch of puzzles for clank which is very much uh cracking time like in terms of what you're doing oh look at that barrett's got the b-roll ready to go and for the most part i enjoyed the clank ones towards the end i was like uh all right can we get going i know what i need to do in glitch i was there was certain times where i thought they were just buzzkills in terms of what was going on and they weren't fun i I wasn't having fun playing them but i loved the glitch puzzles well see i love that you do to hear everybody oh no no totally i love that you do and i love that they're there but i love more that if i and i did it you can hit start and skip the puzzle like if you're not having fun in this mm. ancillary thing, go ahead and opt out. And that was the thing where I'm like, all right, I know I just need to get over there and do the thing. Like I'm not engaged in what I'm doing exactly. I, I want to get back to the main campaign. They, it, this game is designed to do that. And I know we've talked so much uh, in in the lead up to this about the accessibility settings of it, how they're on par with what's going on with Last of Us Part Two. Worth pointing out that tomorrow, uh, PS I Love You XOXO is going live. We're gonna have Steve Saylor on to talk specifically about that. And as you watch this review, and I'm sure dozens of other reviews today, make sure you hit up immediately patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Get in your questions because, yeah, they're going to, Tim, Blessing, and Steve are recording PS I Love You the afternoon this posts to get it up on Wednesday. But what I'm saying is, I think they've done such a great job of giving you a game and saying, enjoy it how you want. And so you enjoy those puzzles great. I don't, and it doesn't stop my experience. It doesn't, I don't get stuck and go, I don't like this. Well, on top of that, I mean, like even just the the platinum, I think it's a very well-designed platinum where they they are giving you fun tasks to do. And earlier I said I 100%ed it. That's above and beyond the platinum. Like that is uh, like they really kind of take most of the tedious stuff out of the the platinum stuff. And for some of the trophies, it's not collect all of this thing. It's collect three of that thing, collect four of that thing. And there's 12 of them. And I I like Mm -hmm. that because it's kind of like giving you a tease, giving you a sample. You are doing all the different gameplay, but 
you don't need to go all the way, just like Greg was talking about with the puzzles. If you want to skip it, you can, um, which I didn't my first playthrough, but I did skip all the puzzles my second one because I already did it. I didn't really need to do it again. Um, I'm just so happy this game exists because it could not. The fact that PlayStation Studios has a 3D platformer series that they are putting this much love and attention to is is so so impressive to me and i i'm a little shocked honestly and especially for a franchise that has kind of been gone for a while like even if you the 2016 game like that great game but it's like it's not a great ratchet and clank game and like the story is not good the story is not what the story was in the it's not canon uh it's definitely was a movie game and so it's like it's it is it was very refreshing to me to see this game kind of uh, like Paris was saying, be such a good jump on point while still having all the characters from the games like Quest for Booty and uh, all the, the previous ones. But you don't need to know the, the characters. They introduce them very well and like they play with them very well in a way that you're you're always kind of invested in it all. Um, I can't talk enough about how gorgeous this game is, how well it runs. Um, you guys already talked about all that, but having played the game the first time in or uh, in fidelity mode and then the mm -hmm. second time in the rt performance mode it's like go with rt performance that is oh yeah undeniably the way to play this game getting the 60 frames per second is fantastic the ray tracing is gorgeous and you're not going to miss the resolution um but man it is uh just a, a visual feast and the the weapons are so fun i love how varied they are and the the clony feeling weapons i was okay with that because by the time i was working on the second one i had already maxed out the first one and like the way i play the games is once i max out a weapon i try not to use it as much so i can keep leveling up all the weapons so them having multiple versions quote unquote of different weapons i thought was actually a, a a good design uh because it allowed me to and i know a lot of people play like me to keep moving on with different weapons and have similar gameplay experiences but uh with with you know new visual uh gimmicks and uh you know uh a bunch of shit exploding on the the screen and all that stuff uh which is just constant in this game um i will say though th this game is fantastic but i i do think that i'm a little lower on it than it sounds like uh, a lot of us are having said that i played the shit out of it this is a tim getty's ass game i think insomniac are to paris's point one of the greatest developers in the world i think that they are inching towards number one uh game after game after game but i i do think that uh, a lot of the the moments in this game I don't want to say let me down, but didn't blow me away. Like Andy was talking about a lot of the, the big set piece moments. They all felt slow to me. They all felt like I wasn't in control enough. And I felt like they could have used more gameplay. All of the on rails grinding stuff, which there's a fair amount in the game. It just felt slow. And I, that stuff was mind blowing back in 2002 when, you know, that was what a quick time event looked like. And it felt like you were actually playing this movie, but we've, done this so many times that i kind of was hoping for something a little bit more uh from that and even here like the the speedle stuff never quite felt thrilling i guess that's the word i'm looking for thrilling playing uncharted getting dragged behind a jeep i feel like i'm in that even though most of it is just a movie that i'm watching and you're just lightly controlling it um i feel like this game i never was quite thrilled by the 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 big epic moments greg what's up see i think jumping off of that like the rail grinding in particular that's how I felt with Ratchet and Clank 2016. And that's obviously fresh in our memory. We just did the playthrough with PS I Love You earlier this year. And I remember that being like, oh my God, why is this so slow? Here, I thought it gave me more to do and it was visually stimulating, let alone, and this isn't a spoiler unless you're on complete blackout, but they showed in one of the, or we've talked about it, right? In some of the B-roll, like when you're grinding around a giant, like basically mech as he's grabbing at you and stuff like that. Like, I felt like that was one of its uncharted moments. I felt like yeah. the opening we've seen before where, you know, 
Dr. Nefarious rips off the parade floats and Ratchet's hanging on and stuff's blowing away. Granted, you're not in control there as you're holding on. I thought that was another big budget Uncharted moment. Yeah, I, I thought the, the on-rail stuff that kind of switched it up, which again, this kind of goes into the hardware with the PlayStation 5, was as you get later in the game, you can start instantly switching dimensions while you're on rails and you're like in a completely different world, like instantly. And that to me kept the fun going. It didn't just feel like, oh, okay, we've, we've been doing this, you know, the past 10 years. And it was like, oh no, this is a cool new wrinkle to an old gameplay mechanic that Ratchet and Clank has always had, right? And it kept me engaged in uh, everything that we we're doing. So what's interesting there is uh, that we talked about this when we watched the the state of play thing. And I was saying that one of my fears for the game is that all the Rift stuff is going to be completely on rails and it mm. is completely on rails, completely. Yeah. There is no choice. And when you're, when you're literally on rails in multiple uh, terms here, but when you're grinding on the rails and then going into the nexuses, there's no option to switch to them if you didn't want to, like you have to, or you have to not, like there is right. no in between. That's true. And uh, I, th th here, this is a different thing, these, these crystals that transport you back and forth, but this is different. Uh, but when you're in these kind of like more scripted moments, I, I was hoping there was gonna be a little bit more like player agency in that stuff. And we don't get that, which is fine because like what the, the on-rail stuff is great. It just kind of didn't hit the highs that I was hoping for with all the power of the PS5 and all that stuff. I kind of just was hoping they're gonna take, take that stuff a little bit deeper. And again, I'm just, being critical of, of, of the game that I absolutely did adore. And I think that everybody should play this, but what's up, Wes? Yeah, I was going to say, I, Tim, I think I'm more along the lines of you uh, with how I feel about the game overall, where like, I really like, I, I think the game is fantastic. I think the game does plenty of, plenty of great things. I don't think this game is, is a 10 out of 10. Like, I think this game, the thing that's missing for me is the magic when it comes to trying to strive to make a, a super excellent game. I think it is Insomniac's most refined game. I don't I don't necessarily know if it's their best game. Where you talk about the, the rifts, the rifts do feel on rails. The uh the Blizon crystals, where you go back and forth between the different dimensions, I think that's a cool thing, but I also I've seen that same thing done in different games in ways that are even cooler and better. Dishonored, for example, uh, Titanfall 2, for example, where you're going back and forth from uh, the past to the present. I think, there, I, th I think there are a lot of ideas here that work because technically they're super good. Like technically they feel so refined and so well done that, you know, it's hard, it's hard to really get on them. But I think there's creativity and the player agency there that is slightly missing that, makes this game fall a little bit short of excellent for me can i jump in one thing before you go because yep. i right there with you with the crystals and stuff it reminds me so much uh in in this depending on your thoughts of it but it reminds me a lot of how we thought the medium was going to be oh we can go back and forth between yeah. the worlds whenever we want to no it's that so that like hitting the crystals to go between them is very linear because you're going from one point to the other sorry tim yeah, but uh, what I do want to say is, while I, I kind of wanted more from a lot of the on-rail stuff and then uh, the rifts and stuff, I think that the actual boss battles and the big epic gameplay moments really shine. And that's when we get the Uncharted moments that Uncharted doesn't even have, where when you are actually in control of facing this giant boss with crazy visuals happening everywhere, that it feels like there was, there was no concessions made in the foreground, background, anything going on. It feels like you are in this crazy world with ships flying around and like so mm -hmm. many characters everywhere. And as you're fighting the boss, like you're switching out all the different weapons, like you feel like a badass and it feels epic. Like the, the fight we're, we're seeing right here, it's like, it, it really you feel engaged and there is that agency there and it and like at the end of the day it's like i would much rather the core gameplay
be a 10 out of 10, which I think it is here, than the, the kind of like, to be honest, on rails movie moments that we're just pretending we're playing. And mm -hmm. yeah, and, and that's the thing that I guess impressed me the most is that there was nothing in this game that made me said, Oh, God, I don't want to do this right now, but I guess I'll just kind of, you right. know, for, you know, ha pain my way through it. Um, like, I know Greg didn't love the glitch moments. Um, I love the way the gun felt. It was fun for me. The dual sense actually, I thought was fantastic. I played with headphones the whole way. I don't have the 3D audio headphones, but the audio I thought was fantastic. Um, the dual sense actually did a lot of kind of neat, fun uh, things. And again, it's all gimmicky, but it's fun anyway. But I never got to a section much like in the 2016 version where you have to fly using the left stick. Mm -hmm. You're not aiming with yeah. the right stick. You're aiming with the left stick. And that was just like the dumbest shit I could have ever conceived. Right. Like I, I, I <laughs> couldn't, my baby, it was awful. It sucked. Um, <laughs> and anytime we got to one of those, I said, Oh God, I don't want to do another spaceship shit. Anytime I got to a, a clank puzzle in the 2016 version, God damn too stupid for this. I hate puzzles. This is why I hate puzzle games. <laughs> I, again, with all of the side stuff, when I compare him, the reason I, I think that this is Insomniac's best game is that I think that all of the, all of the extracurricular activities you're doing in this game that are not main, I am Ratchet or Rivet running through the world shooting shit, I think are so much better than the other side stuff in the Spider-Man games. And for me, I'm like, I'm just comparing main gameplay from Spider-Man, main gameplay from to Ratchet. I think they're comparable. And like, I like Spider-Man mm -hmm. way more as a character, obviously. I, I love that world way more. But I would have never thought that, shit, I, I think I'd rather just play Ratchet, honestly. Because I, I love the gunplay. The action's fantastic. Those set pieces are... Now, there's not a whole lot of set pieces, like you were saying, Tim. But I think when they are there, that giant mech robot moment was just... I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then all the side stuff, I still thoroughly enjoyed. And I also love that it took me six hours to get to a point in the game where a character said, Hey, I got to do this thing. Defend me. Uh -huh. Don't let that. Don't let them get to me. I said, shit. Oh my God. Barely. We're barely getting here. Like every other game, you get that every fucking hour, every yeah. 30 minutes. Or so. And yeah. it took that long to get to one of those moments. I thought was just like, kind of like impressive, which is a weird thing to like mm -hmm. be impressed by. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I can't really think of a whole lot of things that would have improved the experience for me. And that's See, what just kind of blew me away. For me, there were some side stuff that I wish was way better. Like the there's there's a main main story moment and also a side quest moment where you are riding uh, like a mountable flying creature. And I thought the controls were that the controls for that were bad. Like I did not like how that controlled. You would have to like land in different places. If you're doing like the more uh, side questy one, you would have to uh, explore the map a little bit to find certain things. I thought that didn't work out very well. And I thought the side quests overall, I was des desiring more from it by the time I've, I've, I've gone through all the main ones. Because a lot, a lot of the planets that you're traveling back and forth from, they have like one or two side quests that you can do per planet. None of them really grabbed me. Like all of them I thought were fine. I don't think any of them were bad except for that, that flying around one. But it, those ones left me wanting more because you have these open environments that look fantastic mm -hmm. and that are kind of fun to go around. Like there, there's a lot of beautiful visuals in there and there are crowded uh, or there are crowds in there. But I'll like in the in the first level that plenty of us have seen where you're going through and there's the club and there's this, this nefarious city. I was expecting to be able to do way more in that. And I felt like you had the main stuff. You had the one side quest and that was it. And I, I wanted I, way more from that.
well, guess I should sure, like, I, I shouldn't have said side mission. Sorry, I sh- I, hmm. I meant more of the the non ratchet gameplay stuff, which is just like the the Miles Morales sneaky missions in the first Spider Man, the Mary Jane sneaky missions in the first Spider Man, the the hacking stuff. I meant more in this game, which would be the glitch stuff and the clank uh, sort of. Yeah, these little side missions that you get where you just kind of throw away, throw little mm-hmm. orbs. I thought they were super fun and involved, and I surprisingly liked all of them. Again, I hate puzzles. I hate anything having to do with puzzles in games, and I had a blast with all of these. So that I, that's what I meant. I should have said that instead of, like, side missions, because, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the side missions are just go collect these things, shoot those things, whatever. But see, I'm with Blessing that I think I, I wanted more of those I, I, I feel like they're the the optional objectives you'll get on your uh, hud or whatever when you go yeah. to the thing are few and far between and this isn't a knock as much as i just want more to do in this game because i enjoy playing it i guess go joey oh i was just gonna say i agree with andy i thought the puzzles in this game were because i feel like i'm on the same page with him as like i'm usually the one that's like i have a guide because i'm just dumb and i can't figure this out and I don't <laughs> my brain doesn't work this way <laughs> it doesn't and so i was like really pleasantly surprised to see that they were like really uh they just worked with the way that my brain worked they were clever Uh, i I thought they were super clever uh the glitch ones i thought were really fun though i will say that some of the movement for the glitch ones made me feel like kind of motion sickness when you're like flipping mario galaxy type shit (laughs) yeah and i was like oh i can't do this too many times um but i was i've I like when games don't make me feel stupid and I appreciate this. I I also, I like the the glitch stuff and also the clang stuff for the most part. The one thing where I'm kind of with Greg on is I don't like how they take you out of everything else. Like you're doing something completely different from the main game. Like I, I, I wish if they were going to find ways to break up the gameplay in that way, I wish they would have found ways to do that within the actual like ratchet or rivet gameplay where it is, okay, here's a different platforming challenge, or here's got those. Uh, like a weapon challenge. They got those, but I feel like I feel like for the most part, the game really is, uh, the, the game's on, on fewer gears than it could be, where it is, all right, here's your third-person shooting gameplay when you're in, where you're in the action. Here is you getting from point A to point B, and then here's also like the rift challenges, which are the platforming challenges, yeah, and oh here's, here's the glitching. Did you guys yeah. hear that? Yeah, what? I heard that. Andy, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> that that's uh that's the Streamlabs notification when somebody gifted subs. So whoever gifted <laughs> whoever gifted subscribers right now, that is not on my end, Barrett. I don't have access to that. that. Awesome. Oh, so people are watching crazy. Mike and Nick, and they just gifted subs. What? I don't. That's not. Well, why do we though? hear that? Yeah. That uh, was really you... really weird. Paris, Paris, you had your hand raised. What were you about to say? Yeah, I I just wanted to pivot on on. What, what we're currently talking about, because obviously we all love the game. And and I think when you love something so much, we, we start to get a little nitpicky about things that we, sure. we didn't like, which mm-hmm. totally is valid and makes sense. But I think to Blessing's point, I don't think it's hitting on all gears for on purpose because the Ratchet series, they want everyone playing this. They, they want this to be a more quote unquote family friendly type game. You want it to be more accessible. So I do think some of the optional things may be a little light for that very reason because you don't have to do them number one and number two they want to make sure that everyone can engage with this game get the full story out of it obviously the you know the the visuals are are off the chain and just enjoy playing it just having fun i totally get what everyone is, is saying as far as i wish some of these things could have been a little deeper but i guess i'm not and and this is not a 10 out of no game should be 10 out of 10 so i, I won't say that but 
I'm more gonna, game should be 10 out of 10. More. Oh, ever no, played no, Hyperlight Drifter? Come on. Oh my god. Have you ever played <laughs> Mario Odyssey? <laughs> okay. Uncharted <maybe>. 3. <laughs> yeah, but, Paris, but my I, point. I, I, I'm, yeah. uh, keep going. No, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. I was, I was pretty much done. I, I, I'm with you. I feel like this game. I was talking to Barrett a little bit uh, about it. Like, I, I feel like it is is fairly content light, but I don't necessarily mean that as uh, a derogatory, uh, right? In a, right. in a way for that, because I, the game does a very good job of making you want to replay certain sections and making it really easy to get back to certain sections. Like yeah. going back to the planets, there's a great amount of fast travel. There's a great the hover boots, like Blessing was talking about, make the what would in another game you'd be like oh i have to get all the way to that part of the map like that's annoying what greg was talking about of being able to skip the puzzles once you figure it out you're like i don't i just don't want to do it i know what i need to do i just don't want to do it this game is so good i think better than any game i've ever seen at kind of giving you multiple ways to go about the task that you are trying to do and like you can take the the long route and see all the views or you can just get right where you need to go to collect the thing you're trying to get pop over to the next thing and they gave you a lot of options for that and especially as you go through the game and go back to the different planets more and more things open up to be able to teleport between the different areas and i think it's very well designed because the game is extremely linear like extremely there's one level that has some level of not even open world gameplay just it's a bigger uh, area. That's but, where the boots really shine, right? Where it is. Exactly. You want to go get this gold boat. You or gold boat. You want to go get this. Uh, you know, a deposit of the rare titanium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but with that, every single time you go back to the levels, even though they're so linear, there's so many good entry points into different parts of that level. So if you really enjoyed a boss fight, or you really not even a boss fight, enjoyed some of the more epic encounters. And by the way, that's something we haven't talked about yet. I think that the the scale of some of the encounters are Andy. You'll appreciate this and then paris probably you too grandiose they remind, they remind they're grandiose uh, and they, they remind me of what what we thought the one of that that early mission in halo combat evolved when yeah. you're on the beach and you're going through and it, you're with all the ai and it feels like a giant epic war but really it was like 10 people on a beach yeah this really kind of fulfills that promise where it's like you at certain points are fighting alongside others against a tons and tons and tons of enemy and it feels mm-hmm. great and it feels epic and it's like if you just want to pop into just that moment of the level again it's super easy to be able to do and use your old weapons with new forms or like all that stuff andy um to touch on something that blessing was mentioning earlier about how some of the hacking terminals do take you out uh and I only agree with that at the end. There's a there's a moment at the end where Ratchet, like you're kind of like doing the final stuff. You're on the way, and Ratchet's like, "All right, let's head to so and so. Let's head to this place. Oh dang, we gotta hack this thing." And you go into the hacking thing, and it totally like obviously the momentum is like slowed in a way, and you're like, "Damn, I just kind of want to go do that thing." That's always my issue when games do that. But it's the hacking thing, and I'm having fun, and it's kind of also has this side story that like. I don't really care about, but I kind of do. It's weird. Yeah. And then you and then <laughs> yeah. you do it. And then you do it. And then Ratchet goes, All right, time to go to so-and-so. And like it's like it's such a weird transition. And I think it's I think it's more of a how do you present this transition? Because you gotta assume the people in Sonic were like, Well, fuck, like, what are we gonna have Ratchet say when he gets back to this moment? And it's pretty much the same line of like, gotta go take down the blah blah blah. And it's just like it, mm. I don't know. It just feels odd. It feels awkward. So there are a couple of moments like that that I I agree with Bless that it can kind of slow down those yeah. those yeah, moments. It, it, transitions it, to, to are clarify, so hard, you guys. Yeah. 
Let me yeah. tell you about our sponsors. Uh. This episode is brought to you by Candid. If you're unhappy with your smile, you don't have to be. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, and removable, practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth. And now they love their smile. Just like Sharon H. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania does. She says, I wore braces as a teenager. Flash forward 30 years, I had crowding on the bottom and one of my teeth actually stuck out. That's when I made the decision to move forward with Candid and I finally got my confidence back. You could be just like Sharon. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you'd get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And we all love that nowadays. And while other companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontist. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment's just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. One of my really good friends, Danny, has used this and loves it in his teeth. Looking fantastic. Uh, you can become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, you can save $75 on Candid starter kit. Go to CandidCO.com slash kindoffunny and use code kinda funny that's candidco.com slash kind of funny code kind of funny take advantage of this limited time offer to save 75 dollars on your starter kit c-a-n-d-i-d-c-o.com slash kind of funny code kind of funny Next up, shout out to Purple Mattresses. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking for as much comfort as we can get. And that's why I love my Purple Pillow. Joey loves her Purple Mattress. We're talking soft, we're talking comfort. And my favorite thing about it all is we're talking about a pillow that never gets hot. You never need to flip it to the cold side of the pillow because both sides are always just perfect for me. I love it, been using it for years and I will never turn back. Uh, purple is comfort reinvented. Only Purple has the grid, a stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I don't know how it works. It just, it does, and it's awesome. Uh, because of how it's designed, the grid doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and flows through it, so you never overheat. And I tend to overheat, so this is great for me. Uh, right now, you can try your Purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available, too. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of 200 or more. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code code games 10 that's purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 for 10% off any order of 200 or more purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 terms apply and finally i want to give a shout out to upstart uh, when it comes to paying off debt it can often feel like an uphill battle high interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt upstart can help you get ahead are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? You're not the only one. High interest rates make it hard to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help. Join the thousands of happy borrowers who made that final payment, just like my friend James, who's now in a much, much, much better situation than he was before. He used to have a debt in a lot of places, was able to consolidate in one place thanks to Upstart, and now he's fully paid off. Uh, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use this url to let them know that we sent you uh, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and other certain information provided in your loan application upstart.com slash kind of funny that was a class <laughs> so, Burnham type of transition to, right there. I like that too. <laughs> to clarify like my point earlier because i think i got interrupted by myself as a notification 
like the the main my, my main thing Which we still the... don't know how that happened <laughs> don't know where that came from yeah it's, uh, it's honestly scaring me a little bit <laughs> The main the main thing uh, with my critique for that, even though I liked the actual gameplay of it because I like puzzles and I think that stuff overall worked, my main thing is that it felt like they were answering to, well, the main Ratchet gameplay, the Ratchet and Rivet gameplay is just the third person shooting and getting from point A to point B. And sometimes the platforming challenges, which I thought were overall pretty fine. Like, aside from that, you're pretty much doing the same thing uh, over and over. Like, it, it gets kind of repetitive in the main Ratchet gameplay and it felt like those were their answer to kind of switch things up. Break it up, which, yeah. Yeah, to break it up, which overall I think works, I think is a fine solution, but I don't necessarily think was the best solution. I wish there was more variety in the actual Ratchet and Rivet gameplay itself. Like, I wish the pacing from what you're doing in one level to the next level was a little bit more varied. Because as you mentioned earlier, the level where you're wearing, where you're uh, going through a big environment and doing the three things, and the boots are really good for that level when you're when you're when you're uh, exploring and hanging out. I think that's an example of doing it right. I think the uh, Nefarious City toward the beginning was an example of doing it right, of like, you know, walk around the city a little bit, check, uh, go to the club, and you can, you can kind of hear where the club's at based on the 3D audio, which is pretty cool. I wanted more of that. Like, I wanted more of the world feeling like a world as opposed to very linear paths that I'm taking through in this li very linear game. I think the fact that it's linear is fine. I think you're, you're good to make a linear game, but... I think there's there are a few things they could have done here and there to really make the world feel broader and more explored. You know, like what if instead of one side thing or one side objective in a planet, there were three or four. So you're talking to a few more characters in a planet. I feel like that would do so much more for building out and really making this world feel like a world as opposed to making it feel really like a video game. And, and that's definitely possible. But what, I think just one thing I really appreciate about what the game does, is I think it's I think personally the game is paced like pretty perfectly I, I and and i what i mean by that is no gameplay section feels like it overstays its welcome in my opinion like i never felt like damn this should be over by now and i've felt that with a lot of video games there are tons of video games that seem like they do that um but i never really felt that here and i just i thought that when the game needed to slow down or when i didn't think it needed to slow down and it did i was like damn, this is a good, nice little change of pace. There's a couple of, there's some moments in between that slow down and are kind of creepy and freaky, which I wasn't expecting. And that was really damn cool. And you get kind of moments to chill out and there's not a million explosions all over the place. I don't know. I, I thought the game just did a fantastic job with not just, with sort of mixing things up when it needed to. And, and I, that's one thing I appreciated about it. See, I appreciate that. Every, everything we're saying we're talking about but to blessing's point that it could feel more immersive versus just feeling like a video game i think that it commits to feeling like a video game and i yeah. think that i like that and i and i know you do too bless i'm not saying that you, mm -hmm. you hate this game it's not like miles morales for you i understand yeah Man, you still like oh, insomniac games it turns out that's crazy uh, so like no. the least favorite developer wow for this one in particular like i appreciate that this is a ratchet video game which is a video game i feel has always been very in your face about being a video game about getting this gold bolt about upgrading your weapon about replaying again i appreciate that it's a modern take on that and i think it's the quality of life features we're all talking about whether it's skip the puzzle or accessibility or performance mode things like that or you know being able to dial in difficulties or whatever you need from it mixed in with the fact that yeah it is linear and it is this thing and i i i, I appreciate that i i'm left as somebody who's platinum the game wishing 
there were more characters for me to run around and do things with. There was more challenges for me to run around and do. And they're there if I want to go get them, right? Back to Tim's thing. of like, this is an excellent trophy list because it isn't the, you know, I, I, I when I got the Platinum here, I was like, man, maybe I should download the Ratchet Clank collection to my Vita and maybe try to Platinum those. And I looked at it and was like, you know, get a million bolts or whatever. And the trophy guide's like, well, if you put a rubber band on your thumbstick for five hours, I'm like, fuck this. You know, like, this is a game that is knows it's a game and I think is perfected trying to be a game, which I appreciate. There's one bad trophy. Which this. one? The the bear one. Oh, mm. that's like the but like mm. that's I, bad for you and me, like pre-release. Once that's out in the public, no, that's but, like a, but, but that's, that's why that's why I haven't planned them yet. The, I'm waiting the rest, for the guys to come out so I can do that one. There's there's one collectible item that doesn't come up on your map. So you it, yes. you just don't have any idea where the things are, and there's there's some in every level. And I, I just don't like that for the way the rest of the game is designed and the way the rest of the trophies are designed. It's like they very clearly are telling you what you need to get and where to get them and how to get them and all that. And then there's just this one X factor. It's like, all right, like, so I need to find a guide to get this. You're not just going to come across these organically. Some of them are just like a little obtuse. And it's like, yeah. you're not really like led. There's no hints. There's no clues. There's no direction. It's just if you get lucky, you come across it. You're not wrong. I mean, like, I, you know, the people I was talking about who were hunting ahead of time were doing the same thing I did with Last of Us Collectibles, where it's like go into accessibility, turn on colorblind mode, things will pop that way or whatever. But I, what I appreciate about that is the same thing I appreciate what you're talking about, about you, the, the fact that I, plat, I platinumed it, but you 100%ed it, right? Like that there is an added level of if you really want to go get all the gold bolts, you can. You don't have to, you can. It's the same thing here where, I feel like if you were the if you're the Ratchet and Clank fa fanboy fanatic, if you're kebabs, right? Like you just want to be playing this game nonstop. I feel like you don't go look at that guide. You do want to go into every nook cranny and try to find it on your own. Or if you're me and just want to get the platinum, you take the guide and you bust it out in like what all of twenty minutes to because you're warping around and then going to where you need to go. Feels like semantics, but I, I just think that with, when it comes to the it being a trophy versus what you're talking about, just the hundred percent stuff. If it was just the hundred percent stuff, I'd be like, totally cool, that makes sense. But it being a trophy and all the other trophies being so well defined, I think is is just an issue, just because it stands out. Because I think that they really did a good job with creating a game that really incentivizes you to to keep playing after you beat it. And you know, platinuming is a thing that Greg Miller loves to do. It's not a thing that everybody does. So I think that. For a game to really kind of incentivize normies to want to go go that extra distance. Well, don't ever come here, normie. Okay. <laughs> uh, I saw you dashing a pair, and I would never call you a normie. Andy. Thank you. Oh, my <laughs> God. That sniper at the end. Oh, baby, clicking heads. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed that stuff quite a bit. While we're on the on this topic, uh, I tried using game help for some of that stuff uh, that's built into the PlayStation Five system. I thought that could have done be, that could have been done a little bit better. You know, they, they might maybe add more after the game comes out. I don't know how that process entirely works, but for what's there right now on the on the road to platinum, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, there are quite a few things that weren't main quest stuff that just didn't appear in the game help because it seemed like it was geared toward the main quest. You know, which is fine if they want to do that, but. I don't know. I, w I wish that stuff was better. I know this isn't necessarily a game complaint, but it's a PlayStation first party game. I was hey, yeah, more. I was going to say, this is a PlayStation Studios game that's being used to sell you on the PlayStation 5, the DualSense, and everything in between. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a, a worthy call out there. So, yeah. Yeah, Paris? What you just said, Greg, was a point I wanted to bring up. When, when I just think about this game overall, when I just think about being this early in the generation, and I think about obviously what we got at launch with Astro's Playroom, you had like Demon's Souls, obviously we just had Returnal. 
I, I've thought this before, and now that I've played it, this is pretty much confirmed it. This is, this is the reason you own a PlayStation 5 right now in, in 2021. It's this game, because those other games aren't necessarily for everyone. Whereas I think what Ratchet, the beauty of what Ratchet has done is they've made this inclusive for any, any type of gamer can pick up the stick, start playing this, and they're going to have fun with it. I think that's the best compliment that you can give the game. It's for everybody. And I had a blast with it. I Again, like I said at the top, I just think about the writing team. I think about the voice acting. I think how it's using the 3D audio. I think how it's using the dual sense. Obviously, the visuals, the gameplay. It just feels like the complete package of why you would want to own a PlayStation 5. And, and to, to add on to that, Paris, I think that after just, again, beating the 2016 version, I think this game kind of tones down that PG rated Borderlands humor, uh, like just enough, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I got kind of tired of that vibe in the 2016 version where everything is just everybody's a crazy character and they all have a, a wacky voice actor and and they're maybe saying one liners that are just not hitting. I think this game definitely did better with the writing. I, I think it could have been better still, right? But I, I do think that this game toned down that sort of uh, that just silly humor that you just kind of roll your eyes at. It's like, ah, eh, somebody's laughing at that, but I'm not. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm just not feeling this humor right here. But it definitely worked a bit more for me this time around. And I think it was toned down enough to where it wasn't obnoxious. For fans of the more classic Ratchet & Clank games, this game is entirely in line with those. It is not at all like the 2016 game. So it was, I was really impressed with how much they can just get right back into that, having the last game in the last decade really being uh, the 2016 one. But I was very pleasantly surprised with the love they gave to the old characters, the way they made them accessible to new players as well. But uh, to, to have that, that writing be a little bit more... For us, uh, even though I agree with you, Andy, there still were moments that didn't hit, but that's that's comedy for you, right? Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but did the 2016 version? I should know. I just fucking played it. But did it tell you bios of all the characters? Like, did you have that in the that options? Because I I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed having that here. As somebody who doesn't know who 80 percent of these characters are, now granted, a lot of the people in the bios are just random enemy spawns, but the the characters from past games that I don't remember at all because I rented it over a weekend where I was just shoving Pizza Hut in my face yeah. uh, as a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old or whatever. I enjoyed having those bios there and being able to just read a snippet on who that character is and what their past is with the whole gang and get, just adding more context because, you know, now granted, this isn't some gigantic Mass Effect Destiny-style lore dump, right? There's not, there's not all these crazy things you have to read and catch up on. But it's about a paragraph long, and you just read, oh, okay, that's who that person was, and that's what they're... Okay, cool. feels kind awesome. of Mass Effect-y. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm playing it right now, too, but... <laughs> Pretty good game. Pretty good game. <laughs> I, like, I like that they didn't shy away from a lot of the Star Wars influences. You know, like, when you go from planet to planet, it feels very much like it is. Yes. Yeah. It's basic, like, or uh, not basic, but, like, this fun... Uh, I guess mascot mascot version of Star Wars. Even when you get into the naming of the planets and everything, the wipes you feel, also. The, whole, the wipes. Yeah. There is. I mean, it's literally a resistance story, right? It is literally a Star Wars story where you're fighting. You're fighting an emperor, uh, and so I love that they didn't shy away from that. I will say about the story. I feel like some some elements of the story felt like they were repeats of earlier Ratchet and Clank stories in terms of like character relationships and overall arcs. Felt 
very much like early earlier Ratchet and Clank games. I I couldn't tell if that was a hey we're doing this on purpose as like an homage or if it if it is kind of that loop that Ratchet and Clank got to, kind of gets into. But now after playing the first Ratchet and Clank and then Ratchet and Clank 2016 the remake and playing this one, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, cool. It would be nice to have them. I don't know, like steer in a left, like uh, uh, take a left turn in story and do something completely different. That is still in the Ratchet and Clank world, like still Ratchet and Clank, but something that feels less iterative off of the stories that we've gotten before. Like, I don't know if you guys feel what I'm saying there, but. Yeah, totally. I, I have no backs. So I have no basis for it. Sorry, mm-hmm. plus. I don't got your back right there. But you want, well, so you I, just want new. Yeah. Where it's not like oh, there's new, always yeah. a tie to something that's come before kind of thing. One thing I do exactly. agree with with Paris is that no game is a 10 out of 10. This would be if I had a parry mechanic, honestly. Like, now that I think about it, add a parry in there, totally 10 out of 10. Yeah, I was thinking um, like, weapon, you might you put like a shield and you, ref- you grab the bolts and you shoot them back. That's not a parry enough for you? No, I, didn't, I, I, okay. I bought that gun at the end because I had a lot of money, but I saw that weapon. I was like, I don't need that, dude. For me, it's all, yeah. it's the it's the blades. We got mm-hmm. the... We got the Andy, Andy Cortez is a new episode of Nicknames where Andy's going to name all the Ratchet Clank Rift Apart weapons. We got the Ricochet. Ricochet's hot. Ricochet hot. hot. The yeah. sniper at the end is fantastic. Uh, God, man. This game. I like, uh, a great question. I, yeah, I yeah. What so was much head- like loadout? What did you actually use the most? Well, is this kind of spoiler? Do we get kind of spoiler here? To talk about weapons? I don't feel like that's that bad. I, I, feel I like don't it. think so either. I mean, like there are a couple weapons that don't talk about, but we know that well yeah there's that one very specific one i think that yeah but besides that i, I, I thought ricochet was really cool i i the uh the uh sprinkler torpedo sprinkler that changes the level or whatever them. like that was the shit man of putting yeah. it out and the watching you turn people into hedges or whatever that you yeah. can then shoot uh I, I was using the blast pistol a lot and I, I that was the first thing i upgraded so i stuck with that a long long time um yeah. i like the I executor the... or enforcer i like the enforcer a lot it's like a shotgun. That's it's the shotgun mm-hmm. that they made yeah. purely so they can show off ray tracing. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully upgraded the shotgun. I fully upgraded the sort of grenade launcher type things. Uh, mm-hmm. Fully upgraded the sniper and um, the the war machine or what, whatever the hell it's called, the rocket launcher. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the ricochet though quite a bit, and I still don't really even know if I figured out. The correct timing on it uh you get sort of bonus damage if you time the hits correctly what it is essentially you shoot out a shot and then you click the trigger more and the the shot kind of goes through them back and forth and back and forth and you mm-hmm. can time it really well to get more damage i never really fully figured that mm-hmm. out but it didn't hinder my experience because um, it's just it's going just in fun. with the rhythm of it because it's got like pinball noises so you're trying to line them ding, up with ding, that. Ding, ding, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I never figured it out, so I stopped using it. I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing this right. There's 17 other weapons or whatever. Like, <laughs> I have other things to waste my else. time with. The electrocution yeah, my, my thing. My thing is, I didn't the have lightning a loadout. One's my favorite. Yeah, lightning one was awesome. I, I yeah, really, really it. enjoyed the majority of the weapons here. I think that the the shield one, the void dispenser or whatever it's called, was my least favorite uh, just because I didn't really like how it how it worked out. It felt like it didn't yeah. do enough damage for what it, how much timing it required uh to get right but i think that like so many of the weapons were fun where i was never bummed having to level up a weapon and i think that there have been some previous ratchet games been ones where i'm like oh i just want to get this over with but this one really was fun to switch through i think the amount of ammo they give each weapon is 
almost perfect. Like it's so well designed to keep the gameplay fun and engaging so that it's challenging, but it's never like too hard, but then also it's incentivizing you to switch between all the different weapons uh, in a very, at this point, classic insomniac way when it comes to, you know, sunset overdrive or the multiple Spider-Man games we've had. And uh, here it really, really is refined and, and works really, really well. Like no matter what weapon you're playing with. And I love that as you, there's multiple ways to upgrade the the weapons. There's a level system for each one. Then as you beat the game, more levels unlock. And then on top of that, like the weapons name changes, which changes some of its uh, properties. Then yeah. there's also skill trees for every single weapon that as you play through the game, as you get the different levels, more and more skills unlock. And there's just a lot. And it's really cool to be able to look at the skill trees. Super easy to understand like what each thing does. But it this game does two things extremely well and it's the two things ratchet and clank games need to do uh, in order to be fantastic and that is collecting bolts needs to feel absolutely like the best thing in video games Dude, and it ray does. tracing on the bolts that but even just the sound of them flying to you and like course, feeling yeah. it in the the dual sense all that it's just so satisfying like we play video games to see numbers go up and see all that stuff and i think that this game does a very good job both of just having the the effects of what the ps5 allows with the 3d audio and all that stuff and, and the visuals looking and sounding better than we've ever seen but then yeah. on top of that like the skill trees and all that every single time you get a, a skill point to unlock something i can't wait to get back to yeah. mrs Sircon to 100%. upgrade <laughs> yeah. something and it's like that's the loop of video games that's what it's, this game needs to nail it slow-mo of leveling up fantastic mm. just feels yeah, great yeah, every yeah, time yeah An instant yeah. jumping off of what you're talking about tim like you know not to spoil stuff but like you know you're getting gold bolts which of course you know unlock special optional things and like you can replace the bolts i replaced the bolts with the overdrive cans from sunset overdrive or whatever and played mm. for hours like that because i thought it was just a cooler visual. i had rubies in mine yeah right and then on top of that like the one thing we haven't talked about is you know the pocket dimensions which i know you referenced in a, when we were talking about size stuff for a glitch and we were talking about side stuff for clank but the pocket dimensions are there right as little mini challenges for ratchet or rivet that as you go through you're guaranteed to get a piece of armor because there's armor sets throughout the game that have three pieces for them and when we had heard about them i thought they were cool because they come with obviously stat bonuses uh but i thought it was going to be like oh it's lame that you have to be wearing it to get the stat bonus when in fact it's not that way like just collecting them adds those bonuses and keeps them active to you and then on top of that when you find a set you like being able to put it on and go in and change the colors of it to really customize it to your character it's little touches like that again that i think the game knows it's a game it is a very much i am making a video game and how can it be the most enjoyable experience for you to play you felt like a badass with like getting the the right sets of armor looking just right and maybe yeah. i'm going to color scheme rivet to look this way i'm going to color scheme uh, mm -hmm. ratchet to look mm -hmm. this way but i unlocked this new helmet and it doesn't really let me do a whole lot of colors all right we're just going like full kind of chromed out like gunmetal full ray um, tracing baby I, oh yeah. my gosh i had so much fun with all the customization aspect i want to talk about the soundtrack because the soundtrack in the game Woo, is freaking dope. Like, dope. It does. In the preview we did, they talked about the the composer being uh, the composer from Thor Ragnarok and them wanting to kind of invoke some of that energy. And I feel like they nailed it. I think that the The glitch sections were so sick. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the music in those, if you, if you take, it's got a certain tempo and then it kind of goes halftime with its drum beat and it just sounds it sounds so sick <laughs> it's like god yeah. i just want to like pause this and just kind of listen to it because it's 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 fun and it's it's involved but it's not like you know it doesn't take you out of the moment but it's it's very very good very good 
synth stuff really, really worked for me. I, I loved it a lot. It was very Thor Ragnarok, and that fits the aesthetic of the the game and the missions, especially that they're in so well. And Andy, earlier you were referencing, there's like some more kind of like thrillery moments in the game, and I think the music there was like really unnerving and really mm-hmm. perfectly kind of set the scene for where we were at. And the, the the epic combat music that we get towards the end of the game for sure, and then in a lot of the combat arena stuff is like ten out of ten. Where I'm like, this is so hype, so great. I do think the majority of the score in the game doesn't sound that high quality. And like, that's a Tim thing, but like, I just got to call it doesn't feel like a real orchestra. And I feel like it for a game that looks this great. I thought the music sometimes sounded a little lesser digital. than, yeah, it sounded digital, MIDI. It sounded more MIDI electric uh, keyboard as opposed to like bombastic violins and trumpets and all this mm. stuff. And, and it, it took me out of it a little bit because when the polish is so high, that stuff matters that much more. Mm. There are a couple that I, I think are fully uh, orchestrated. I could be wrong about that, but there's some stuff that really stood out, like the final fight scene. Um, there's also I, the I was, point where, well, when oh, you're in a, a nefarious city, uh, the club there, the way that you can feel that in the dual sense, yeah, oh, one of the yeah, dopest really uses good. of the dual sense yeah. yet, because yeah. it, it basically like pulses through the controller and it feels great. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to mention just how kind of you know, worried I was hopping into this franchise because obviously it's a, you know, 2016 was a remake of a 2002 game, but with a new lens or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's a mascot platformer. And I think we think about those games in such high regard because that's just our nostalgia. But after playing Returnal this year, I was like, how can this game feel right? How, you know, I feel like I've played one of the best three third person shooters I've ever played ever having played Returnal this past year. Um, and I was just really kind of worried about will this gameplay hold up the 2016 version? I was like, shit, that this actually does work. And then Insomniac found a way to make it even better and more involved and fun. And it is it becomes so erratic at moments, but in the best way possible. Like you are it is pure chaos. And I have full control of what is happening at the moment i know what weapon i'm going to use on that mob who's behind me because i can hear him because the audio is fantastic but i'm going to snipe this person right here like it's it's just perfect dude i, I found the gameplay to be just immaculate man i think uh, you, you bring real quick off point. that i just want to say with the yeah. the audio of what andy's talking about this game undeniably hands down is the best 3d spatial audio i've ever yes. experienced in a game 100 like uh, I multiple videos and even on the the Sony side where they really focus on this stuff. Uh, even the the Resident Evil games where Capcom recently has done a really good job. The spatial awareness of where shots are coming from or where enemies are, especially because of how much they talk and how much like quips are happening from the enemies and just the the the, the sounds and how the the all the sound effects are so well done and and appropriate and cartoony and over the top that you really know exactly where all these things are even if they're flying around you or whatever and you feel it in the dual sense too it's like it's again i I said this recently um with uh forgot what the, the game was but it's like feeling the shaking is part of the sound experience and having that dual sense with the 3d audio whether with headphones or even with the surround sound stuff I was blown away by how much more engaging it made combat because you felt like you were in the arena Sorry, Paris, go for it. No, no, no worries at all. You're, you're spot on with the 3D audio. Completely agree. But the one thing I was going to pivot off of what Andy was saying uh, is with the weapons, like, again, the gameplay, they really encourages you 
to switch between your your arsenal of weapons as you're going through various encounters and my dog clearly agrees um, <laughs> <laughs> um it, like as an example you know i i would i would have this loop of where i would come into an encounter i'm throwing down the sprinkler i'm hitting them with the lightning and then i'm hitting them with the shoddy after that rinse and repeat you know what i mean and it just wants you to to get in, into that practice of using all the different weapons figuring out different ways to chain them together my dog just completely just, agrees so i'm gonna stop yeah. talking and mute <laughs> <laughs> i to, uh, within the same topic of weapons i do love some of the shouts that the enemies do that will be in context of oh he's got the enforcer or, oh he's he's doing this weapon or oh what is what is that bouncing around and they literally reference the way you're playing I thought that was really cool and not something I've seen as much of in video games lately. And so that was well, a, that was a really dope thing. I noticed that a lot in the 2016 version. And so they do that as well. Yeah, they, they do that quite a bit where they'd be like, oh, you're using a whatever rocket. How'd you get your hands on that? So like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of references like that. And I'm so glad that those are here as well. There's one thing that uh, is just super tiny and doesn't matter at all. But I kind of missed it was when you're walking on those platforms with your grab boots or whatever, your whatever magnet boots. Um, the the tiles would sort of shift and suck up to your feet when you're walking on them in the 2016 version. They don't do that here. So this game is a no buy for me. Wow. <laughs> Wait for Game Pass or whatever it is. Y'all say. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, 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 we're, we're wrapping up here. I do want to give a, a major shout out just to the, the technical aspects of this game, not just how beautiful it is, but just how well it runs. It doesn't hitch at all in either of the modes that I, I played in. Uh, I did have some weird like, t-pose things and like uh the game crashed for me once but besides that it loads so quickly no matter what you're doing it's like i don't even know i notice loads like if you die you get right back into it with all the rift stuff it is so seamless and it's like the flashes happen and you're just somewhere else and i was blown away the entire way through of like just how fast everything was happening and really quick uh with the gameplay that we've been showing i know there's uh some chugging that is definitely like an obs problem with vlc and stuff so the, don't don't look at that and be like oh like uh it doesn't look that great like it on my end at least it looks really dope i had um yeah i had one crash I had a moment where Ratchet's right arm was missing and then I just reloaded and it was fine. Um, it, it was more of like the, the right hand that's holding the gun, all that section was gone. And then there was a moment that I kind of broke things and the way that Ratchet would look in the in the game engine, he has like the white proxy cube underneath him to kind of show this is where the player is located that popped up a couple times so wherever i would jump and run around this white cube was just underneath my character the whole time and mm -hmm. um i reloaded and it was fine uh, yeah again i'm shocked by just the polish of this i know that we shouldn't be surprised that insomniac is constantly putting out games that are really insanely high quality but i don't know i'm kind of just used to games coming out and us talking for 20 minutes about the bugs and <laughs> you know it's it's great the game works fantastic i do have Plus. i do have quite a few things to say about bugs because I, I don't know why i feel like i have like a unique experience with insomnia games when it comes to bugs because spider-man spider-man miles, miles morales, morales yeah. and now now this game i have had consistent bugs in where it is like it goes beyond crashing where it is like t-posing stuff or spider-man will go through a wall this game the recurring bug i had was in one level there was there was a door that was supposed to open uh or it, it, there was a door that an enemy would come out of 
and for some reason, the enemy would never leave that door, and that door would close. And so the next thing I was supposed to do after that wouldn't open. And that happened to me like five times in a row after I reloaded, reloaded, reloaded. And basically what I needed to do was I needed to get to that door and kill that enemy before the door would close them in in order to Mm. make it in order to get to the get to the next thing. And that Mm. was a place I was stumped at for a little bit because at at first I didn't know. I was like, why? Why isn't this next thing opening? It's all run around the level, try to figure it out. Uh, but that was the thing that would have that was the thing that happened to me consistently in that at in that point. And then there are there are like a few other things that were just random, like uh uh Ratchet would get stuck in geometry. I would try jumping over something, I would get stuck in a rock. Like that shit would happen, but it was never game breaking. It was never like this is ruining the experience. It was ma- mainly that one time where it kept happening where I was like, what the fuck is going on with this right now? Oh, Clank um, got stuck in one of the puzzle things when you when it smushes you down. Clank, uh, <laughs> no, he just, he didn't die. He just was in there. And like, I could just kind of jump and I wasn't able to get out, but um, I just ended up reloading. But um, <laughs> there was a moment towards the end of the game that I almost texted Tim and Greg, similar to how I did during Fallen Order. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? <laughs> and like you walk up to this door and then a red X pops up in front of you. I'm like, what am I supposed to like camouflage as a robot? And like, how am I not getting in this fucking door? And I was like, circle, baby. Hour one, they taught you that you could dash through these doors. Like, God, I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot. I was so confused. <laughs> I was straight up doing like some Mario 64 speed hack shit where I was running in places you're not supposed to be trying to find the way around. I was like, this game, like, what are you doing right now? This is awful. I was like, oh, I could dash through the. I had a very. Very similar thing where I texted Blessing. I was like, have you finished this game yet? Because <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to fly over this water section. And I was like, oh, it's the dumb snail. <laughs> and I just didn't see the spawner like literally right in front of my face. Um, but then bug wise, I had like my HUD disappear for like a couple boss fights. And then like the health bar just wasn't going down for one of them. All right, y'all. So the game's like broken a... as shit. Jesus <laughs> oh, you know what? I did have I did have like the same thing where my health bar wasn't appearing. And then I had a different was... one where it was not showing me my ammo at all. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep going. You're playing <laughs> it wrong. Y'all are playing one. it wrong. <laughs> this uh, this is like, also us something before, I didn't like, even think about until you guys hatch. brought this up because it was such not a major issue compared to the rest of the game. Oh, you played before day one patch. Mm-hmm. that's right yeah i think that we makes all played sense before. oh yeah because you know i i yeah, yeah it, the day one patch came out and i got the email i was like i should start this game huh because fuck like, <laughs> time really went by <laughs> well let's close this out i highly recommend this i think this is a must play video game uh if you have a ps5 or can borrow someone's ps5 or get your hands on this any way shape or how i think it's an entirely something that is worth the money 70 dollars is a lot of money and i do think that this uh, is pretty content light for that, but I think the polish of everything that is there is entirely worth it. Thousand percent agree. I think it's, like Paris said earlier, I think it's the best game I've played this year. It's just a returnal so far that's a like game of the year for me. Right? Yeah, I love this game. Uh, highly recommend it. Like, it's not ne- it's not my game of the year, but it is in that top five. Like, it is in in, in the in the running for one of the best games this year for me. Uh, and there are things here and there. Like, I think the game. I think uh performance wise visually all that stuff i think that stuff is 10 out of 10 there are some some things on the game design level that i wish was done uh a little bit better but overall i think it makes her a fantastic product that people will have fun with and for sure be satisfied with yeah i think it's a fantastic game i think if yeah you have the means to get it you should get it for sure i think it's definitely going to be a shortlist for game of the year
Sorry. Agreed. Yep. Why are you I on a PlayStation so 5? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Well, there we go, everybody. This has been our Ratchet and Clank review. Like Greg said, uh, well, this game has been provided by PlayStation for review. But like Greg said, uh, tomorrow we will be doing the PS I Love You that is answering all the questions you might have about the game. So please get those in at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. And speaking of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, if you are a supporter over there, stay tuned for our exclusive post show. Uh, but for everyone else, I love you guys. Stay tuned here for E3, all that stuff. It's going to be a great time. Love you. Goodbye.